This episode's tea is Pineapple Berry Blue Herbal Tea from Tivana. This vibrant, juicy tea blend is bursting with tropical citrus notes and filled with plenty of hibiscus. Now, let's get the show started. great episode of tea with tammy i've been waiting on this i love recording these shows they definitely distract me from all the bs and um you know it brightens up my day so i'm glad to be here and glad to have you listening so let's just hop right into the bs because there's so much to discuss <laughs> this episode that we we don't have time <laughs> we don't have time to catch up we, we need to just dive in it okay so let's talk about Tyrone Hankerson, shall we? <laughs> if you don't know who Tyrone Hankerson is, he was a student employee for Howard University's financial aid office, and he and other employees as well were recently fired due to stealing financial aid money. One student, being Tyrone, stole more than $430,000 by rewarding himself fake scholarships and grants. Now, ain't that some bullshit? And someone who has been through the higher learning education system, oh, I'm heated. Oh, to know that there's even an opportunity to make up a scholarship grant and people are stealing money out there. Wow. For the students who go to Howard University who actually need that money to get their education who are going in debt for other resources to get their their education it's a slap in the face Tyrone Hankerson what the fuck were you doing and excuse my language because I know I just went on a whole speech another episode about cussing but really my nigga really and this is a dude who is known to have his own media team, photographer, photo shoots, um, mink fur coats. I saw the pictures. I did my research, Tyrone. It's true. The proof is in the pudding. This nigga was flaunting the money that he was stealing. And, and you know what? He was caught. So round of applause to whoever <laughs> cracked that case because man is isn't that crazy this kid and I, again i saw the pictures this kid was going to howard university in designer clothes mink coats every picture professional <laughs> for no reason like stealing from people who are really in need. And I was reading the comments and the stories and the tweets about the situation from students who actually go to Howard University who need financial aid. And many times people were denied and told that funds were no longer available while Tyrone Hankerson was rewarding himself $430,000. Wow. <laughs> Is Am I the only one mad? I can't be. Well, I mean, we know that I'm not the only one mad because the students of that university definitely have things to say. But I think this is a great opportunity and a, a lesson that needs to be learned by many individuals out there who are just trying to finesse every situation that they're in 
hey, there's consequences to this whole finessing game. And I, I say finessing in quotes because, you know, people have taken finessing to a whole nother level to where it's not even finesse anymore. You're just simply scamming and stealing. Tyrone, you took it too far this time and he got caught. So whatever consequence that Tyrone gets, I think it's it's justified. I don't even know what it is, but I think whatever he gets is justified. This nigga in a mink coat. Look, let me just move on because I can't. Like, I really can't. But um, speaking of another nigga who likes mink coats, um, let's talk about R. Kelly. <sighs> Deep sigh. Yes, I know. Because I am so sick of talking about this man. Well, he is back in the news because more allegations and, you know, revelations have surfaced of R. Kelly grooming 14-year-olds into being his sex pet. And when I read this, of course, the headline, it's like, what? 14-year-old groomed to be a sex pet? Oh my gosh. Now, I had to take a step back and I was like, wait a minute. Wasn't the girl in the original video that he peed on 14? <laughs> like, this is nothing new. He's been dealing with this age group and inappropriate activities for as long as I've been alive, goddammit. I'm gonna just have <laughs> have at it and say that. I don't even know this nigga, but I, I'm pretty sure he's been with the shits of inappropriateness <laughs> for, for many years now. And so I'm sick of the fake outrage towards R. Kelly because you know what? In two, three days from now, Y'all gonna be, I may be young, but I'm ready. Or saying some dumb shit that R. Kelly would love to hear you say. Or just singing along to his crazy songs. And it's sad at the end of the day. But at times, I can find myself being a hypocrite. I can be listening to Pandora. An R. Kelly song pops up. A minute in, I'm like, hey, what the hell? <laughs> Why am I enjoying this? You know, like I try and catch myself. But I mean, we just need to stop altogether. We need to X him out of our music libraries, our YouTube cues, our Spotify playlists. We need to just be done with R. Kelly and stop making up excuses and supporting him. Yes, he made the remix to Ignition. There's there's better in more entertaining remixes out there. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. The remix to Ignition isn't the end-all be-all to your party. How about we throw on Signs by um Charlie Wilson, uh, Snoop Dogg, and Justin Timberlake. That's a good party song. Throw on No Hands by fucking Roscoe Dash and Waka Flocka. <laughs> like, throw on any other hit party song and you'll be fine. We don't need R. Kelly at this point. Yes, at some point... You know, he made fabulous music. He was a legend in his, in respects to the genre that he's in. But, hey, shit changes. And um, I think we need to quit it with the fake outrage and just be done with him. Moving on. Ooh, and then a side note before we move on. Um, What's up with uh, Craig Mack? Um, supposedly, like... 
dying and being found in like a sex cult home like I don't even know the details of the story because I just saw the headline and I just had to keep scrolling I couldn't click on it my heart was too too broken to just read something like that about Craig Mack but you know according to the interwebs there's allegations and you know a story speculating that uh Craig Mack belonged to a, a sex cult um, he lived in a died by it, literally, because he died in the home of one of the sex cult's leaders. But I just, I just can't bring myself to even research the topic, or, e- <laughs> or even try and believe it. Hey, if you know anything though, let me know. Fill me in. Send me a link. I'll, I'll, I'll read it at this point. But a- apparently, no one was at his funeral. That's what uh, DJ Scratch said. No one notable attended. He said he was the most famous person there. And to be honest. I don't even know who DJ Scratch is. <laughs> I mean, I do, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and so with saying that, there there might be some truth to it because, I mean, Craig Mack was the first signee of Bad Boy Entertainment and no one showed up? Mm, side eye, that, that makes me think some things that maybe he was up to some crazy shit they weren't down with, so I don't know, but let's let's move on. All right, so did y'all see that crazy-ass, racist-ass Heineken commercial that Chance the Rapper pointed out on Twitter, which I'm glad he did because I I hadn't seen the commercial myself, so I'm glad someone brought it to my attention. And he also, he brought to our attention another great point, but in the commercial of Heineken, they they have a new slogan that's that is, sometimes lighter is better because they're trying to promote their light beer get it got it good but in the commercial they show a a bottle of beer light beer being slid across a bar top right bartender slides it i i think i'm going off memory it slides down a very long bar top (laughs) this bar top goes for at least two fucking miles (laughs) but as this drink slides down this long ass (laughs) bar top it is sliding past many different people of color, specifically black, every person of color. And when the drink finally stops on the two mile bar top, it lands in front of some white people. And that's when the slogan pops up. Sometimes lighter is better. What the fuck? <laughs> when I first watched that, I was like, are they serious? Where is Ashton? Because we're clearly punked. But then I I read um, the thread of Chance the Rapper. And in his thread of the, of the ad, he said that companies are now, you know, baiting us with potential racist ads so we can make their shit go viral. And essentially, their shit still be popping off of expensive black people or people of color. And I was like, you know what, Chance? You you might be on to something. <laughs> because this just can't be happening still. So after we were the coolest monkey in, in the playground or whatever the fuck that was from H&M, Heineken goes and still does a commercial like that. Can't be. I don't, I'm not buying it. I, I, I'm not buying it. 
Chance may be on to something. I think he is on to something. And Heineken, you know, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. They pulled the ad immediately. You know, what they were supposed to do, what they were probably planning to do. Because the commercial was very short. And it wasn't even well put together, obviously. But um, that just plays more into Chance's point. And so now, this is where I'm stuck. I'm like, well, shit. If I see some racist stuff, are we to call it out now? Or... or or am I supposed to be turning the cheek because they might be baiting me? So you, it's like you can't win because if you let it live, then they think it's okay. And then racism is live again, <laughs> even though it's been living. But you know what I mean. It's it's back and popping. But um, Heineken is uh, canceled, if you didn't get that memo out of this. And Chance the Rapper is on to something. So be careful um, from the potential clickbait that's out there from racist ads. You know, still give it a side eye, still cancel them, you know, still expose them. But let's not go overboard and give the company more clout than what it it deserves, if that makes any sense. (laughs) But uh, speaking of racist, the Roseanne reboot... I'm so, I, I make myself laugh. I'm sorry. The Roseanne reboot um, recently aired. And, you know, they got the whole gang back together. Gang, gang. And I'm going to be honest. You know, I watched Roseanne when I was younger. I didn't have that cable. So, you know, I was stuck watching shit like that. And, you know, things like Home Improvement <laughs> or other non-cable family-friendly shows my mom would let me watch. But, uh... You know, this time around for the reboot, Roseanne is a Trump supporter. Hmm. Now, there's some crazy people out there that are loving it because they're like, yes, we get to see the inside look to an average family who supports Trump. Now, skirt, skirt. Now, what they were meaning to say, I'm so glad (laughs) Trump is making America great again and we got racist on air look point blank period Roseanne has funny moments I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna front Roseanne can be funny okay but uh what we're not gonna tolerate is a Trump supporter being aired each week on my tv no, 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 no that's not what we're not gonna do I don't care what kind of jokes y'all got in between the Trump supporting Because at the end of the day, a Trump supporter is someone who is on the wrong side of history, right? Trump has said and done many things that have hindered, offended, disrespected, and prevented people of color from living their potential lives and living out their basic human rights. And uh, Roseanne, (laughs) if you're with that, I ain't with you. I don't care if you got a little grandson who is transgender, who is going through identity crisis and you support him on the show. At the end of the day, you're still a Trump supporter who would take away his rights if he wanted a sex change. So I'm not with the shits. (laughs) None of it is adding up. None of it makes sense for Roseanne to even be a Trump supporter with people in the household that she has on the show. But hey... Just like Heineken, forever canceled, Roseanne. Next up to talk about, uh, let's see. Let's let's comment on um, Alexis Skye. If you don't know who Alexis Skye is, she was on the last season of Love & Hip Hop Hollywood. 
She had beef with Masika because they are both baby mamas of Fetty Wap, which could be another way that you may know her. Well, Alexis took to her Snapchat to announce, I don't know why, that um someone called Child Protective Services on her. And I'm assuming for child endangerment, because that's why they would show up, right? But um, here's the kicker. She doesn't have her child at home. <laughs> she she literally like just gave birth not too long ago. I want to say a month or two. I, I'm not too sure. She she had birth. <laughs> she gave birth to a baby. Um, baby still in the hospital. Hopefully the baby's doing well because I I know there's some complications and maybe a preemie. Not too sure. Don't know the details. But um, I'm sure it was a hater or you know someone she has beef with. You know called up CPS and was like, hey. Brr. Um, Alexis Sky is out here in these streets on Instagram where her titties out, talking shit, trying to fight, you know, whatever that they say to get a child taken away. And she got on Snapchat and she was like, I'm sick of it. Like, I just want to disappear. And it's so sad that you would try and take my baby away. And I feel for her, but you, you knew there was a but coming. But, you know, I watched her season of love and hip-hop and you know some some things she does bring upon herself and you know i i love a person who is not scared of beef you know i i'm glad there's people in the world who are able to confront issues and try and try to resolve them but i will say that alexis sky is a bit petty and she sometimes instigates beefs and, and sometimes makes them worse and she may have brought the situation on herself. Maybe this is a wake-up call to her that she maybe needs to pull it back some, move a little differently, and maybe quit it quit it with the whole drama and maybe reality shows. I know that's probably how she's getting her money on top of whatever fashion over that she's promoting. But I would say that a child comes first, right? And so hopefully... You know, um, once the baby is out the hospital, it's in a great environment. You know, they're not called again, but this is a wake up call, Alexis Sky. Move differently. That's all I can say. That's all I can really suggest is just move differently. But to keep the ball rolling, let's talk about some R and B beef. And uh, I bet y'all can just feel me smiling. <laughs> Because I, we all know I love beef. Okay, I've said that many times in past episodes. But when it comes to R&B beef, oh, even 10 times better because they really bout that life. Because I feel like R&B singers feel like they have something to really prove when they have beef. Because you know when rappers beef, you know, they get to rap and sound aggressive. But R&B singers are, for the most part, you know, soft and loving. And so when they have an issue, they really want it to be made known that, you know, they're not a pushover and they're not soft. And and so when it's R&B beef, I am all ears and eyes, toes, fingers, like I'm in it. <laughs> and so let's talk about it. Eric Billinger versus... Tory Lanes. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. I'm smiling. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. If you're unfamiliar with the beef, um, okay. Eric Billinger dropped a, a song um dissing Tory Lanes just the other day. The beef started when Eric Billinger pressed Tory for stealing his famous song tag or ad lib. This gonna be your favorite song because he says it in 
every single song that he basically makes. Eric Billinger has been known for this for many years. Eric Billinger is not new to the industry. We've been bumping Eric Billinger for a while. Am I saying his right his name right, by the way? I feel like I'm not. The more I say it, if it, it feels like it's wrong. Eric Bellinger or Billinger? Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Someone will correct me. I'm sure of it. But anyways, he has a famous tag called This Gonna Be Your Favorite Song. And Tori said it in the in the Wishing remix, which is a great song, by the way. I have to add. <laughs> it features Chris Brown, Fabulous, um, Janae Aiko. Um, but anyway, anyway. Tori decided to say this gonna be your favorite song in the same type of melody and cadence as Eric B would say right and so Eric B you know he addressed it once he was like hey you know ain't that my tag and he said it nicely in an interview you know you know I kind of peeped it but you know maybe he was just in the zone in the studio so I'ma let it slide that's what he said right and so Tori did it again in another song, not too sure what song, but he definitely did it again. And, you know, Eric B, this time around, wasn't wasn't so uh, kind to let it slide. You know, he did a video on Instagram comparing the songs of Tori and Eric B. And he was like, no, this is definitely verbatim my tag. And so now it's an issue. And so Tori decided to take it upon himself to uh, make a song called hate to say and it was on his latest album memories don't die and he he dissed eric billinger of course without saying his name directly but he made fun of his hair calling him cisco saying that he has a cisco haircut because eric billinger has short blonde hair right now and you know he said that you may say favorite song but when i say it i actually mean it and the listeners feel it too which is, you know, that's some, those are fighting words, you know, because Eric B lives by and dies by his tag, you know, he, he loves it. He has it tatted on him. So Eric B, you know, he hopped on the same beat to hate to say, and he went in, he, he retitled the track Yikes, which was a, a perfect title because that's exactly what I was thinking as I was listening. I was like, oh, Tori, Tori's hurt right now. <laughs> Tori might be crying somewhere because Eric B did not hold back. And I'm not going to dissect the lyrics of the song because I'd rather you hear it and laugh and have your first reactions on your own. But I will say, I am so glad Eric B made this song and went in because it was long overdue. Tori has been, I don't, I was about to say steal. (laughs) He's been stealing. He's been taking from artists for a very long time without giving credit to where it's been due. And it's just been sounding too much the same of other artists. And it's about time someone just, laid it on him and let him know that, look, we're on to you, you steal, and we're not with it. And I'm very curious on what Tori's going to say back. I hope he responds because <laughs> I love the beef so much. Oh, I hate it. I hate it that I love it. But um, yeah, I'm definitely going to be listening closely because I'm on Eric's side. I am definitely on Eric B's side. Eric B has been having that tag for years now Tori knows it and for him to even say it once 
is some is some shady shit because he knows very well who Eric B is. They've done a song together, so we can't play dumb. <laughs> we we can't do that excuse, Tori. So what is it? Um, you mad? He he called you out the first time from taking from his music, and you know he he put it out there in a in an interview. Was it that? Might have been, but he's not the only artist to do that. So I don't know. I don't know where the beef on Tori's end comes from. But yeah, let's definitely keep a close look on this. Because, whoo, whoo, that song, Yikes, you definitely got to listen to it. You'll you'll know why. We got to keep a good, a, a good eye on this one, okay? <laughs> but I'm going to let that topic roll right into the next topic. Because someone asked me a question the other day. And I was like, you know what? Got to talk got to talk about this on the podcast and the question was when is it okay to jump ship on your on your favorite artist and i i say this is a great transition because of tori because i'm sure tori lanes is somebody's favorite out there and they're probably giving him the side eye right now because he copies a lot and he takes a lot of things from other people and i'm i'm pretty sure they're like damn i've been repping this artist but I can't just, you know, leave them high and dry and jump ship and say I don't like the artist anymore. And so at what point is it okay to distance yourself from someone you've been repping so hard? And I, I've thought this before because we all know, which I've said many times before in past episodes, I love Drake. Drake, whoo, he is He's the sixth god. He really is to me. And you can judge me on that, whatever. But he was the first artist I've I followed from the beginning of their career musically, you know, till current. And so that's why he has such a close place to my heart is because he was the first artist I was dedicated to following. And so, you know, I'm not saying he's the best rapper alive. He's just one of my very favorite artists. But anyway, I thought, okay, what would Drake have to do? for me to just say, I'm not rocking with him anymore. And I really couldn't think of anything like, you know, obviously like the obvious, <laughs> you know, if he does something crazy and harms someone, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna rock with Drake. But as for the general, you know, what, what does an artist got to do, you know? And I would say to answer that person's question who originally asked me, and again, their question was, when is it okay to jump ship on, on your favorite artists? or who you thought was your favorite artist. And I would say simply when you can no longer believe the excuses you are making for them, that that's when it's time to jump ship. If you're like, damn, I can't even, I can't even justify that one. It may be time <laughs> to start reevaluating if you really want to rock with them still. And you know, it all circles back to R. Kelly. You know, the first allegation or you know, accusation or whatever. I understand, you know, take things with a grain of salt. But now we are like 15 years into the accusations. You you have no excuse for him. You can't be continually to make excuses for R. Kelly and actually believe them. And if you're believing them, that's a whole nother story because you need to get checked out in the mental institution. But that that's when I say it's time to jump ship. If you can no longer believe the excuses that you're making for him or the excuses other people are making for him at least. And so that that's the time. And that goes for like a sports team, political party, 
presidential candidate, when you can no longer justify <laughs> their actions and what they're saying to make it make sense for, for you? Yeah, no. Don't lie to yourself. That's, you know, you shouldn't lie at all, but definitely don't lie to yourself. Oh, snap. This may be getting too long. I'm trying to keep these podcasts under 45 minutes. You know, I don't want to bore you all. Um, It's just me. You know, it's just us. And, you know, um, I'm sure my voice can get uh, tiresome <laughs> after after long periods of time. So let's start wrapping it up. So you know it's time for me to talk my shit, right? Yes! 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 Okay. So let's let's dive into that because... This is my favorite part of the show. Um, and you know, essentially, it's really not shit talking. It's just gripes, you know. And, you know, it's just things that I think need to be improved <laughs> amongst individuals. And so today's talking shit is all about valuing music. It's easy to say that you value music, so don't even be like, oh, I love music, that's why I'm even tuning into this podcast, duh. Well, well, yeah, it's easy to say that, but do you really? <laughs> I know so many people who love rap music and R&B music, right? And then when a, a legend or someone who has paved the way in the genre or has originated a sound drops music, it's quiet. They don't listen to it. They don't reference it. They don't value it. And it's it's sad sometimes. It's sad. And sometimes I get it because no one wants to hear the old washed up person, you know, return. And, you know, a big example or a popular example right now would be Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton has been gone for years. I want to say at least eight, right? She pops back up with an album and it's crickets. I mean, I don't know what it's charting right now, but I've heard no one talk about this project. I've heard no one say they've listened to it. It didn't trend not one minute on Twitter. Haven't seen the album cover post on Instagram from anyone's account. And I'm just like, really? This is Toni Braxton. You know, give, you know, given that she is married to the devil now, Birdman, so that may play a factor, but, like, this is someone who has killed, killed it in the game for many years, has, has so many accolades, so many accomplishments, has battled her sickness while still making accomplishments, and then for her album to drop and it be quiet... Oh, that breaks my heart. And that makes me question these music lovers, R&B lovers, artist lovers. Because if you really loved this genre, you'd still listen. I'm not telling you to like it. I'm not telling you to share it. I'm not telling you to review it. You would listen and value the efforts of your legends and your pioneers. And you know, not it doesn't even have to be a legend or a pioneer. When when Remy Ma first got out of jail, after she spent those six winters, seven summers, or whatever, <laughs> whatever time frame she was in jail, um, she dropped a mixtape. I listened to it immediately. Y'all didn't. 
<laughs> okay, so maybe a few of y'all, because I know you're probably like, me? I know I did. I know for sure a lot of people did not listen to that mixtape. Go find it. It's still probably online somewhere. But I was like, really? This woman did time for the game. And y'all ain't gonna hear what she puts out when she first steps out into the free world. I felt disrespected in that situation. And to, and to be honest, the tape wasn't that great. But this is someone who has made strides in the industry. And I thought, you know, she was well known enough to to listen to. Same thing with freaking Gangsta Boo. Gangsta Boo released a mixtape, I want to say maybe like two years ago. I'm not too sure at this point. When I heard that that shit dropped, I ran to listen to it. Because I know what Gangsta Boo has done in the industry. I know that she was running with Cry Mob and 3-6 when I was a freaking toddler. And so, of course, I'm still going to tune in when I hear someone like that drops music because I know that they just still they still deserve it. And I know me, as someone who says that I'm in the culture, needs to still hear it. Does any of this make sense? Am I rambling? <laughs> I may be. And so, you know, like, I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Isn't Redman supposed to be dropping something soon or supposedly maybe, you know, when that drops, if you're a rapper, you need to hear that. Redman has done so much and made such great music and had such great bars in our lifetime. Y'all need to hear the shit. No cap. I don't even care if it's the most corniest old man stuff we could think of you still need to hear it you still need to know what not to do when you get that age after being a legend right i talked so much crap about 444 till till it dropped saying that it was going to be old man raps and no one was trying to hear jay-z and how wasn't the biggest jay-z fan and you know some of that's still still a bit true but you know what i did me being a, a hip-hop podcaster a hip-hop blogger a hip-hop rapper sometimes (laughs) i listened because that's what you're supposed to do i'm sorry maybe i just have it all construed and i'm just looking at things differently but it's it just gets on my nerves and i just had to talk my shit on these these people in the culture who claim they love the culture but have no value in the culture that's all i'm saying I'm sure you can relate to that, you know, putting in your work for something and not getting credit for it and how it hurts. And so imagine these people who have done so much for an industry and then it's it's crickets. It's quiet due to us. I don't want to be a part of that us. I want I want to value our people. So that's just me. Let me get off my soapbox. Let me climb down, you know. <laughs> But great episode. I was so glad to talk about all of these crazy topics with you all. I had to comment on these. Ugh, I couldn't get to everything. Again, I'm trying to keep keep these podcasts from not going so long. Um, next time or sometime soon, hopefully I have a guest. I'm trying to work it out. You know, travel arrangements for my guests and meeting up and stuff. But we're going to make it work. 
even if we got to Skype call it in or something, Google Voice call it in, we're going to make it work. So guests to come soon. Keep checking out TeaWithTammy.com. Mondays is playlist. Tuesdays is must listen. Wednesdays is wake up Wednesdays. Thursdays is throwback Thursday as well as the podcast, obviously. And now Fridays is feature Fridays. So every Friday I'll be posting a feature of an artist that is up and coming and that I believe should have spotlight and she be showcased all over the interwebs and so definitely check out the site on Fridays to learn of you know new up-and-coming artists that you probably haven't heard of remember this episode's tea is pineapple berry blue herbal tea from Tivana definitely check that out and you know we got a we got some holidays coming up so definitely stay safe for the Easter Sunday and April Fools falls on um, Easter Sunday as well. So beware of those fake Easter egg hunts, children, because I know there's going to be some crazy parents having y'all searching all day for some eggs that don't exist. <laughs> April Fools! Um, but keep a close um, eye out uh, and keep your ear to the streets on April 1st. Um, hint, hint, something might be dropping. You never know, but also keep in mind, it is April Fools. But other than that, of course, visit TeaWithTammy.com. Follow Tea with Tammy on every social networking site. And in the meantime, until next episode, you know what to do, but I'm going to say it anyway. Sip some damn tea.